Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Joe and Amber podcast. The Kansas City Chiefs are champions once again. And boy, was the brilliance of Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy on display last night on Super Bowl Sunday. Amber Wilson, Joe Fortenbaugh, hanging out with you. Find him on social media at Joe Fortenbaugh. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. You can also tell your smart speakers to play ESPN radio. It is that simple. It was unbelievable last night, Joe, watching what the Kansas City Chiefs were able to do in the second half in terms of adjustments. And the analysis today, if you like true football analysis, has been so phenomenal. Has been, well, now you see what the, the producers think of your commentary. Right, they no just kidding. Go ahead we'll jump drop sound right in the middle of it. <laughs> they're so excited about the football analysis. Look at that. They want to get right to it. It has been the, the <laughs> analysis today, Joe, from Dan Orlovsky in our programming, from Bill Barnwell on ESPN.com. If you like real nitty-gritty X's and O's, breaking down sequence after sequence of the brilliance there of Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy, it's been truly remarkable remarkable to watch and absorb today because those guys were out there genuinely playing chess in the fourth quarter when that Eagles defense was playing checkers and some of that motion and some of those RPOs and some of that stuff and that trickery that they used they have quite literally been setting up all season long and that's a long play and a long game to be able to sit on some of that and make those adjustments in the fourth quarter of a Super Bowl knowing they're going to bite on it because you've been doing it one way for an entire season well that's what happens when you have a Hall of Famer as your head coach you have a Hall of Famer as your quarterback you have two weeks to prepare and everyone around is bought in completely to what you're doing I mean, it's no surprise they start throwing the dynasty word around afterwards, asking Mahomes, are you guys a dynasty? First of all, the person asking that question should be ashamed because it's already been determined on this show. Dynasties start at three championships. There are no dynasty conversations at two or one. Once you get the three titles, then we have the conversation. So shame on the reporter for asking that question. But kudos to Mahomes for deflecting it because he understands exactly where we're at. But we're having that conversation because of these guys, because of how well-prepared they were, because they were down in that game and they found their way back into it. Philadelphia let them off the hook. Philadelphia made two costly mistakes in the game, and that was the difference. And people could say, well, no, it's a 60-minute it's a game. It can't come down to two plays. Yes, it can because the point spread was one and a half. Everyone knew coming in that this was going to be a tight game. You had to play damn near perfect. The Chiefs committed zero turnovers. The Eagles committed one, and that one went for a touchdown the other way. The Eagles committed a huge penalty on a third down late in the game. Doesn't matter what you think, whether or not it should have been called. It happened, and that was the difference in the game. If I told you, let me run, let me run this through for you, Amber. If I told you before the Super Bowl, here's the only information I can give you, but I'm back from the future, and I have some data to share with you. Here's what I'm going to tell you. The Eagles scored 35 points. They go 11 of 18 on third down, 2 of 2 on fourth down. They commit only one turnover, and they hold the ball for 35 and a half minutes. Do you think they win that game? Of course. But who are they So playing? would I. 
I would have bet way too much. An uncomfortable and unnecessary amount of money would have been wagered on my behalf, and I would have lost because the Chiefs didn't commit any penalties or any turnovers, excuse me. They committed only three Mm -hmm. penalties the entire game, and despite holding the ball for just 24 minutes and with Patrick Mahomes throwing for fewer than 200 yards, they still won the game because when they needed to execute, they executed their conversion rate was out of control, like off the charts there in the second half. Everything that the Chiefs were doing, and so much of it came down to Reed and Bienemy. It's funny because you just said, and I think we all agree, the brilliance of Patrick Mahomes, you feel like you could take that quarterback and you can put him into any system, and nobody's better in the entire NFL statistically, and you saw it on display yesterday. No one's better at evading pressure than Patrick Mahomes. So it's certainly not only what his coach is doing. However, he is in an unbelievable system and they are putting him in a position for success. Reed and Biennemi, they call a game that allows Patrick Mahomes to get the ball out quickly. So the Eagles were getting some pressure there, but his average pass over the final two quarters came after just 2.46 seconds. That was down from the first half where it was taking him almost three seconds to get that ball out in the first half. Then I mentioned all the motion they were using there in the second half, particularly in the fourth quarter. And I know Orlovsky was breaking down the game, Phil, on that one play where Kadarius Toney uh, splits out for a jet sweep and and uh, Darius Slay bites on it. And it's a whole thing. And then they end up getting caught. The Eagles D ends up getting caught in that scenario. And it's because Kansas City had shown that look multiple times in that game. And again, all season long. And so they were using all this crazy motion to throw the Eagles defense off. Patrick Mahomes He's the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. He was on our very own Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio just hours ago. Those guys asked him about all that motion that they used against the Eagles. We took one of their strengths and kind of used it against them. They do a great job down there when people motion across the formation um, and try to hit, get get guys on the other side. Um, they they pass it off well. They they communicate well. So we utilized that to kind of to, to, to fake like we were going to do it and then break back out the other way. And it kind of got those guys where they were trying to pass it off and all of a sudden they had the wrong guy uh, guarding the guy that we were throwing to. Uh, obviously, we didn't think it was going to be that open, um, but we thought we had a good chance to get a, at least a good uh, positive play and uh, – it worked out well for us that uh, it worked twice, and we were able to get two uh, wide-open touchdowns. Yeah, when Kadarius Tony showed that motion, Darius Slay signaled to his fellow defenders to retreat into the middle of the field to cover Kelsey. And typically covering Travis, uh, Travis Kelsey would be the move in that scenario. But Tony was actually running a jet return. He simply turned back around to the space that Darius Slay had vacated in that moment. Easiest touchdown, of course, in his life because it was wide open for him. And it looks like Slay made a mistake. But really, in that moment, it's the brilliance of Andy Reid and Eric B enemy Joe think of it like this the Chiefs had picked up all of Philadelphia's defensive tendencies came up with a game plan and like Patrick just said used it against them it was brilliant it's it's a master class in coaching meanwhile Philadelphia hired Vic Fangio for two weeks to come in as a consultant to help them get ready for this game and not only did they give up 38 points I want to highlight something here the I Kansas... don't want you to highlight this as a Dolphins fan that was so excited about the Fangio hire. I have been so uncomfortable by this portion of the Eagles story. Yeah, well, you know what? There's still some time left in the segment, so you're going to have to hear it, Amber Wilson. You're going to have to hear it. Kansas Fine. City scored a point 
for every 8.9 yards they gained in this game. Now, I'm going to give you context, but I want to say that again. One point was scored for every 8.9 yards they gained. I want to compare that to the team that ranked number one in this category this year is the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys scored a point for every 13.2 yards they gained. That is the league-leading performance in that category. It required 13 yards for every point. The Chiefs almost cut that in half. They scored a point every 8.9 yards. That is a sick number. That is efficiency at its absolute highest level. That's what the Eagles did defensively in that game. They got shredded. Good thing Vic Fangio came in as a consultant. I ha- James, jump on the mic. You're a Chiefs fan. You talked about this in the chat. Vic Fangio, what's his record against the Chiefs? Yeah, yeah so what? The, yeah, the Eagles hired him to like give insight, and he was 0-6. Oh and six again. Don't don't Marcos don't know why coach. we're bringing this up. Oh and six. I, why I, would you I, hire I, him to be your consultant? You could have hired why me for two percent of the cost, and I could have done just as well. I'm still excited about Vic Fangio so as a Dolphins fan. Joe and Amber is presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so that you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Coming up next here on Joe and Amber. We're going to take some of your calls. We'll get back to this. Join it. You join the conversation, so give them to us. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Plus, the Eagles showing some class coming off of a big loss on Super Bowl Sunday. We will get into that. Joe and Amber's on ESPN Radio. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When I think classy, I don't always think, and I'm sorry to say this because you are a Philadelphia Eagle, I don't always think Philadelphia, you know, the market, the teams, you know, can be a little intense, right? This Philadelphia Eagles team, all class here over the last 24 hours. Like they are saying all the right things. 
They are taking total accountability. I have honestly been so impressed by your team in a loss. I really have been. I'm not going to sit here and pat people on the back for being classy after a loss. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that it's not the San Francisco situation where every player seemingly made their way to some platform one way or another to talk about how if they hadn't gotten hurt, they would have beaten the Eagles, they would have done this, they would have done that. That was a unique situation. I found that odd that so many players kept coming out and saying that. It's like, we, we get it. We get it. And then if the, you know, whoever it was, the safety doesn't drop the ball last year in the NFC Championship game, you go to the Super Bowl, but oops. And if you don't blow the lead and, and Garoppolo connects with Sanders in the fourth quarter, you beat the Chiefs. There are so many ifs for the 49ers, and yet, for some reason, they keep coming up empty-handed. But for the Eagles, uh, yeah, I'm glad it was classy. That, 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 that really, I'm sure all Eagles fans are just happy to hear that they handled the loss with such grace last night. <laughs> taking, uh, just taking random shots at the 49ers there. Uh, but I understand what you're saying. I mean, I like the transparency. So I do like when players are transparent about, hey, I think that we would have had that one if, you know, we had had anybody who could throw the football coming off of the NFC Championship game, sure. But at the same time, when you're coming off of this Super Bowl loss, something that was so hard fought, and also you're talking about a team and a player like a Jalen Hurts, but all of these guys, Jason Kelsey, everybody's been out there saying all the right things yesterday and today as they should uh, it's been nice to see but let's go ahead and try to earn you some money we're going to get to your phone calls by the way in just a moment the phone line has been lighting up triple eight say espn 888-729-3776 let's go ahead and try to earn you a little bit more pizza money first pizza money alert pizza pizza All right, this one starts in about 12 minutes in the association. It's the Mavericks and the Timberwolves going over 233 points. The Kyrie Irving trade focused primarily on Kyrie Irving for the Dallas Mavericks. But what a lot of people fail to recognize is that the Mavericks gave up Dorian Finney-Smith, their best two-way defender in that trade. This was a team that already ranked 24th in defensive efficiency and gave away their best defender. So we should be looking at Dallas overs. And oh, by the way, the over is 3-1 and one since the Kyrie Irving trade. Now for Minnesota, their road games this season are averaging about 230 points per game, just shy of the total. But keep in mind, this is not the average opponent. Dallas is top six in offensive efficiency and just added Kyrie Irving. And we already talked about their woes on the defensive end. So we should see Minnesota hang a big number as well. Pizza money number two, Mavericks Timberwolves tipping off in just over 10 minutes at over 233 total points. He's absolutely already a top three to four quarterback of all time. He'd be a first ballot Hall of Famer. After five years, he's played six total. He's only actually been on the field for five of them. He would be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I think he's only trailing Tom Brady. Triple H, say ESPN. That's the number. That's how you join the conversation here on Joe and Amber. You can also tweet to us at Joe Fortenbaugh. That's how you find him at Amber W Sports. That is how you find me. Eddie is in Los Angeles. Eddie, thanks so much for the phone call. What do you have for us? Yeah, guys, uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I know everybody's talking about the call that shouldn't have been, but why is nobody mentioning that going back to the first playoff game for the Chiefs this year against the Jaguars, they won the game at the very end due to a holding call, which set them up to win the game. The very next game against the Bengals, we all know that Mahomes was pushed but he wasn't shoved out of bounds. And once again, a flag was thrown, and the Chiefs won the game on a last-second field goal. And yet, here we are in the Super Bowl, and another flag was thrown at the last second of the game to coincidentally set the Chiefs up 
for another field goal. My other mm. point, I have a friend who's played in the NFL, and he's worked for you guys, Mark Schlereth. Mark had said that no time in prior Super Bowl history has a team like the Eagles have been forced to do interviews the same day as the Super Bowl before the game. And if you noticed on Fox, they interviewed Fletcher Cox, they interviewed Nick Sariani, but yet they didn't seem to distract the Chiefs and interview a single member of that organization. I would love for somebody to explain why that has happened. So the NFL script this season, Joe, uh, according to that caller, uh, must have had everything going so perfectly for Mahomes and for the Chiefs. You know, like it, it, like it had Mahomes being pushed, but apparently not shoved. So that was the difference there. And I guess the Eagles must have been a willing participant when they did actually grab hold of the jersey. But, you know, you don't have to call it in that scenario. But, like, let's call it, you know. But so are the Eagles, like, participating in this conspiracy theory for the Chiefs to win this thing. This is why it's all scripted, apparently. Uh, And also Fox sounds like a willing participant, according to that caller as well. So I get what he's saying, highlighting a lot of games or a lot of situations this year where Kansas City was in a tight game with somebody and then a call happened that benefited them. I, I see what you're saying. I'm not saying you're wrong. What I'm saying is there's a reason people use the phrase, luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. Do you know who never gets the benefit of the doubt or who never benefits from these calls? The Houston Texans. Do you know why? Because they're always getting blown out. They are getting blown out every week they play, so it doesn't matter if there's a flag thrown in their direction late in a game. It's not going to do anything. The Chiefs are a really good football team. Every week they're either blowing somebody out or they're right there in contention. Seriously, in five years of Patrick Mahomes, how many times have we seen Kansas City get blown out? It's very rare. I don't have the number in front of me. But what happens is late in these games, they're always in a position where they have a chance to win. Sometimes there's going to be a call that benefits them, and everyone's going to be up in arms about it. But there's a reason the Colts, the Texans, the Bears, the Falcons, the Cardinals, there's a reason we're not talking about them getting the benefit of the doubt, because they're always getting blown out. Here's the thing about these conspiracy theories, too. Like, is it not good for the NFL if the Eagles had won this Super Bowl? Like, really, what changes, right, for the NFL? Like, the Eagles are an incredible story as well. It is a huge market team. Like, what would be wrong with the Eagles winning the Super Bowl? If it, Why would the refs be throwing the game for the Chiefs again? We've seen the Chiefs win Super Bowls. We've seen Mahomes and Andy Reid get it done. That conversation's been put to bed. Wouldn't the Eagles be the better storyline if we were scripting this whole thing? Calvin is in Virginia. Calvin, thanks for the call. What do you have for us? Hey, guys. Um, first off, your conspiracy theorist needs to listen to ESPN more because if he did, he would have heard Max Kellerman this morning say um, uh, to Joe's point about the um, Patriots and how they always benefited from being more disciplined and more prepared. Uh, second thing I want to say, and cut me off if you need to because I get it, uh, as far as the grass goes, yeah, the um, Eagles' pass rush probably wasn't as good or possibly wasn't as good because of it, but as someone who has a bum um, lower ligament, or, or whatever you want to call it. I got a bum knee, but I play volleyball, and I like playing on uh, better traction, right? So I'm quite sure Patrick Mahomes with his bum ankle didn't want to run on a slippery field, and yet he was able to evade the Eagles uh, when he needed to most. So that's the second thing I want to say. 
Yeah, that's an um, excellent point, I'm, actually. And thanks for the call. We're up against it, Calvin. But yeah, that's an excellent point, is that, of course, both teams are playing on that same slippery surface. Both pass rushes were affected by it. The Chiefs had a hard time getting pressure on Jalen Hurts as well. But Mahomes, you're right, playing on a high ankle sprain. He would love to be able to benefit from that traction. And yet, Mahomes was able to evade the pressure in the way that Mahomes brilliantly is always able somehow to evade pressure better than anybody else in the NFL. Joe and Amber, the podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Joe Fortenbaugh, Amber Wilson, hanging out with you. Find him on social media at Joe Fortenbaugh. Find me as well at Amber W Sports. Also, join the conversation. We're going to get back to your phone calls in just a moment. Triple eight, say ESPN. That's the number. That's how you get in touch with us. Joe and Amber is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Joe, Riri. I know she's your girl, right up your alley, right? Huge Rihanna fan, uh, especially James Steele. James Steele can't get enough of Rihanna. He knows every word to all of her songs. How did you guys feel about the halftime show? I will be completely honest, and this has nothing to do with who the act was, nothing personal. I did not watch a minute of it. And that's how it is pretty much every year with me. I have too much action on the game. I get to halftime. I need to calm my heart rate down. I need to do the accounting to see where I'm at financially. Then I need to press ahead in a big, aggressive way in the second half. So I have no time for the halftime show. Again, no disrespect to Rihanna. Could have been anyone out there. Wouldn't have watched. Not disrespectful, just degeneracy, as some might argue. James Steele, you had no idea practically who Rihanna was. You don't know any of her songs. You know nothing about music outside of, like, your little world. You, like, found all the bands you like between, like, 1995 and 2000, and then that's it. You you ain't got no time for anybody else. Uh, And it's all, like, in... Oh, okay, I'm sorry. 95 to 2005, it's like one very specific kind of like metal, rock, whatever genre. And and there ain't no time for anybody else. Uh, And Riri doesn't fit your sphere. So were you able to sit and watch the halftime show? So I I was not in a good mental space there. Chiefs down by 10 going into halftime. Not not a great mood. Uh, Did watch it. I was surprised at the number of songs that I recognized. I wouldn't be able to name <gasps> you. Look at that. I wouldn't be able to name you what those songs were, but like I'm like, oh, I've heard that before, and I didn't know that was Rihanna. So yeah, uh, we were just talking about in the break. Um, I, I, it felt like it was like missing something. I don't know. Yeah, you felt like it was missing something. It I wasn't say that. bad. I'm a huge, it wasn't I'm bad. A hu- 
Like I'm a huge Rihanna fan. Love her music. Um, huge Rihanna fan. I thought it was a boss move by Rihanna not to have a guest. Totally unexpected. Everybody was theorizing leading up to this thing. You know, Jay-Z, Drake, you know, some of those performances that she's done songs with and had relationships with in the past. Ain't none of that. Uh, nobody made an appearance. I thought that was a total boss move. I'm a big enough star. I don't need anybody to help me. I did like that move from her. She to most clearly... shows, if I could jump in and ask a follow-up, to most halftime shows feature guests? Yes, always. I mean, so I can't this remember is against the last the trend yes which is what i kind of liked about it because it was like totally unexpected i don't remember the last time it was a single artist that did the entire show without anybody i mean i guess maybe did the weekend the weekend i I don't think had a guest that was covid though but that was covid That was COVID, so that was. It was a also Florida, though, so you know, you guys were playing by different rules. Than everybody right. down I, that's there. true, but it, it still, there was COVID. There was an, uh, there was nobody at that game. I don't can't remember how. The no, no, no. There were plenty of people at that game. It was no, in but Florida. There was nobody. No, but he did. Didn't he do the performance without like any anybody? I can't remember. I thought Correct. there was like some weird thing with like how he did the performance. Like it wasn't anyway. He got lost I, in anyway. that hall of mirrors. It was a great meme that's for about it, two years. Yes. So the point is. Uh, I thought that was a boss move, though, from Rihanna. Uh, also, she was clearly super pregnant, which I don't think any of us knew, or at least certainly I didn't know uh, before that moment. I don't think the internet knew. I don't think most people knew. It seemed like she was breaking the news to us, and, and it was confirmed by her reps after that halftime show. Uh, her to be able to perform at that level, period. Now, yes, normally Riri's like a big performer. She can be a big dancer. You're clearly not going to do that when you're super pregnant. So I thought that the fact that they pivoted, because I would imagine she probably wasn't pregnant when she agreed to do the Super Bowl halftime show show phenomenal by her to get out there and do it all i thought that them doing the floating platforms was super super cool them utilizing all the other dancers i thought it was cool i'm not going to sit here as even a rihanna fan and say like it was my favorite performance ever but i did think she was a boss and overall like i thought it was entertaining and people just love to hate on the halftime show no matter what you do with it right is she better than beyonce i saw a lot of rihanna greater than beyonce takes i don't love the idea of getting the smoke from the Bay Hive right now. I will say, in my personal opinion, <laughs> I am a Rihanna fan over a Beyonce fan. Don't at me, Amber W Sports. Like, these people are now going to come at me. Like, the Swifties and the Beehive, like, they are going to come at me now and, like, try to cancel me on ESPN for saying that. I just happen, in my personal a repertoire of music to enjoy Rihanna's music more period. That's it. I'm not about to say that she's better in any way because I don't want that smoke, Joe. You don't want it either. Trust me. Triple eight to ESPN 888-729-3776. Cowboy is in Georgia. Cowboy. Thanks for the call. What do you have for us? How are you guys doing tonight? Well, thank you for calling. Hello. Good, good, good. Well, first of all, I want to congratulate you guys on your show. Glad to have you guys here. Appreciate that. I'll be very, very brief. Uh, you, you talked about how things are won and lost in the margin. Football is offense, defense, special teams. The Chiefs won in all facets of the game. That's why they won the game. True, the penalty did occur. But one thing I would like you guys to do is this. Everyone is only showing the left-hand grab. If you look at the right hand, the initial grab, which is where the flag came with, you see right to the lower right of the number nine, his jersey is pulled up and away from his body. When his jersey comes away from his body, the receiver immediately turns with the jersey. He went cut up the field. The whole second half, they went in, out, route. The route was changed because of the jersey pull. If they start only showing the right-hand pull, no one will question about it being an issue because you see the jersey coming away from the body. That's very important. Last thing I'll say, and I'll let you guys go, I encourage you guys to check for my email I sent to the company. 
It's a great, great, great story. I got a scoop of the day. You guys can ask Jake to check his LinkedIn information. It's in there, too. Check it out. Tell Amazon to free the emails about the Coach Prime story. You have a great day. Okay. All right, hold uh, on, hold on. I, new new I, policy on this show. New policy on this show. Mm-hmm. You can't come on, say, I'll be brief, and then not be brief. <laughs> I'm not saying you can't lay all that out because you can. But don't do the whole, I'm going to be brief and then go on for two minutes because that's not brief. It's the same thing as like, all right, no disrespect, but. And anytime you hear someone lead with no disrespect, they're about to disrespect you. Just because you throw that caveat out there does not give you carte blanche to go around the world doing whatever you want. In fairness to Cowboy, I think sometimes people don't realize how hard it is to be brief uh, when you're making a point on radio or how things actually, how long things actually sound. Then don't say it. Just go ahead and make your point. Don't uh, tease me with the brevity and then not give me the brevity. When it comes to the hold there, I mean, the whole reason that the grabbing the jersey is not allowed is obviously because it can affect the route of the receiver. Uh, it's not, uh, you know, that's that's not up for debate. And yes, no matter what angle, no matter what hands you're looking at, I mean, everybody sort of agrees the jersey was grabbed. I mean, that's even an admission after the game. The, call, the problem is, I guess, whether you end up wanting the ref to call that in that specific scenario. Bear is in Minnesota. Bear, thanks for the call. What do you have for us? All right, well, I got two points. Unlike the last guy, I'll try to be brief. Um, Don't you tease first me. First point is this. <laughs> now, first point is this. Um, the Super Bowl itself, it was a great game. I just personally wish that the game didn't have to end on a 50-50 call uh, at that point in the game. Uh, second point is uh, Rihanna, she did a good job. It, the performance... It was kind of boring, if we're being honest. The lady said it was a boss move. Okay, it was a boss move. You said that a couple of times. But if we're just being completely frank, it was kind of boring compared to, like, last year's performance, which was totally amazing. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I appreciate you guys letting me have uh, a few minutes of your time. Thanks for the that call, Bear. I don't, was classy. I don't disag- Again, Very I don't classy. Dis- it uh, was a classic call. I don't disagree um, that it wasn't necessarily – like, again, it wasn't my favorite halftime – uh, show ever by any means and I get like I'm a huge Rihanna fan I just I thought it was a boss move by her to be like I'm a big enough superstar I don't need anybody else um, which with her with the music that she puts out and the songs that she has and the amount of hits that she has she doesn't theoretically uh, need anybody else but I'm not sitting here and saying it's my favorite by the way one statistic that I saw and of course I don't have it in front of me Joe but it was something like 118 million people tuned in for the halftime show whereas like 113 million people watched the Super Bowl and I thought that was a really interesting statistic that more people tuned in to watch Rihanna's halftime show than they did to watch the game. Uh, I, I'm not doubting that. But first of all, the Rihanna show at halftime is also the Super Bowl. If she was just doing that on her own, 118 million aren't tuning in. So I, well, no, that, I mean, that's that why feels like it. fun she with numbers. She didn't get paid to do it. That feels like, well, like fun with numbers. No, but what it is is it's, it's additional people tuning in. So it means that there's people that are not bothering to watch the football. Without and then they're question. like, oh, it's time for Rihanna to come on. And so then they switch over from whatever program they're watching because they don't give a hoot about football, but they want to see Rihanna perform. I think one of the smartest moves the NFL ever did, what, I don't know, maybe it was 10 years ago. I think Bruce Springsteen and then The Who were like the last two legacy acts they played. And then they started going with pop acts. 
And a lot of hardcore football fans are like, I don't want to see Rihanna. I don't want to see Maroon 5. It's not about you. The NFL already knows you're watching the game. They do not need to go ahead and appease you. What they're looking for are the people who aren't interested in watching the game. That's why Rihanna's in there. That's why Maroon 5 is in there. Well, and also don't forget the NFL switched policies some years ago as well. And these legacy acts don't always have something to promote. Now these artists aren't paid for their Super Bowl halftime shows. So typically it's artists that have a reason. Now, last year, I don't really know because it was all the rappers. They were all legacy acts, all the rappers that like that was a phenomenal halftime show to me last year's halftime show. But Rihanna, this was like her recoming out party. She hasn't released an album, I think, since 2016. She is taking a long hiatus here from music. A lot of artists treat it like that they get a huge bump in album sales uh, so they have a whole huge uh, motivation in order to do the halftime show even if they're not being compensated by it for it uh, by the NFL they end up getting compensated in other ways this was sort of like her re-coming out party for uh for her I guess to re-enter the music world after a hiatus there Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio, we are presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Coming up next, more phone calls. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Joe and Amber, the podcast. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Triple Eight, say ESPN, the phone line's lighting up, 888-729-3776. Before we play some caller roulette, which is what we always do at this time in the show here on Joe and Amber, let's go ahead and earn you a little bit more pizza money. Pizza to money number three coming your way. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. Let's go to the ice where the Kings host the Sabres tonight. Total six and a half goals. We're going to play the over. Buffalo number two in the NHL in scoring at 3.7 goals per game. The Kings come in in the top half in the league as well at 13th. Look at both teams defensively. 
The Sabres are giving up 3.45 goals per game this season. That's ninth most. The Kings, 3.37, 11th most. Translation, both teams score a lot. Both teams give up a lot of goals, and that's why they play very nicely to the over. This season, the over is 29 and 22 in Kings games, 27 and 22 in Sabres games. Pizza money number three, Sabres, Kings, over six and a half goals. 13 black odd, no winner. Spin the wheel, make a deal. It's a game of chance. Let's play. Call a roulette with Joe and Amber. Triple Eight to ESPN. Let's spin that wheel. Robert. Robert is in North Carolina. Robert, thanks for the call. What do you have? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. What'd you say? What do you have, Robert? Go ahead. I didn't even hear what the question was, to be honest with you. Why are you calling us here on Joe and Amber? What was that? All right. right. That's good enough. Thank you for the call. Let's let's go ahead and spin the wheel again. It's like he thinks we called him. (laughs) Terrence. Hey, Terrence. What do you have for us tonight? Terrence is in Georgia. All right. Hey, guys. How are you? Uh, First of all, the NFL should be ashamed of themselves for what the Super Bowl winner gets and what the loser gets. That's number one. Number two, Patrick Mahomes played with a big, the biggest chip I've ever seen in my life. Jalen Hurts balled out. I wouldn't have been mad had he won MVP of that game. Uh, but I'm a, I'm a Chief better. I'm a Giants fan, but I bet on my money on the Chiefs, and I loved every minute of it. Thanks, guys. There you go. There you go. There you have it. Um, I mean, Jalen Hurts probably would have been MVP, right, if the Eagles had won that game. Yeah, I, there's nothing bad to say about Jalen Hurts' performance. He did cough up the ball in a pivotal moment. He was not flawless, uh, but he was still pretty phenomenal, Joe. Hurts was great, but there is something negative to say about his performance, and it's twofold. Number one, he fumbled that ball in the first half, which led to six points, or I should say seven the other way. That was a crucial and consequential play in that game. And number two, he was the quarterback of an offense that scored 11 points in the second half. 11. It's not enough. It's not all on him. He played a solid game, and if the Eagles win, he gets the MVP. But 11 points in the second half against Patrick Mahomes isn't going to cut it. Doesn't matter. Jalen Hurts has earned his payday. That's what really matters here. That man is about to get paid, paid with that extension that's coming his way. Let's spin the wheel. Dustin, Dustin is in Alabama. Dustin, what do you have for us? Hey, guys. Uh, First and foremost, uh, I really like your guys' show. It's not too over the top like some sports shows, and I really enjoy listening to it. Uh, As far as uh, my take on it is I'm not a conspiracy theorist like some callers on that call might be. My only issue with that call and my issue with a lot of calls in those close games is, you know, the referees are human. Human error is part of it, and it's part of the game. I just feel in a lot of these close games like this, I just want them to call the game consistently through the entirety of the game. I feel like in a lot of the games, and I felt in that Super Bowl, that they'll call it one way in the first half, maybe let them play through a lot of other calls that should be called, and then they'll call like a holding call like that to decide the game in the fourth quarter. But other than that, like, I don't think there's any conspiracy theories or anything like that. You know, it was a great game. Only one team could win, but that was pretty much my take on it. Thanks for accepting my call. 
Thanks, Dustin, for the call. I know that uh, Bill Barnwell, in his article, he was breaking down sort of the reaction to that holding call and saying, like, you know, I mean, it was essentially holding because obviously the jersey was grabbed. But really, when he interviews players, he said what he always hears over and over again from guys who play in the NFL is they don't really care whether it's called or not. They just want consistency. So they just want to know, like, how ticky-tacky are we going to be? How by the rule book are we going to be? And it's hard to get that, frankly, in any sport, Joe. Yeah, I'm an Eagles fan, and I'm not going to complain about the call. The call's the call. It, it, by the letter of the law, he committed a violation. He admitted it afterwards and said it was a hold, so I'm not going to get upset about that. What I will say is this. For the officials, if you don't make that call, I don't think anyone this morning is upset and going all in. I don't even think Chiefs fans would have gone nuts. It wasn't that egregious. 2018 Saints-Rams uh, Nickel Robbie Coleman laying out Tommy Lee Lewis, I think his name was, crushed him on the sideline, no call, legitimate beef. This one, I don't think anyone would have complained. If you let it go, we're not talking about it. Let's spin the wheel. Bobby, Bobby is in Philly. Bobby, thanks for the hey. call. Are you sad today? Uh Oh, actually, no. I teased the hell out of the game, so I wound up doing okay, taking the Chiefs <laughs> and the Eagles with the points. So I had a, I had to hedge my uh, beginning of the year Super Bowl pick with the, with the birds winning it. So uh, nicely done. It was a fantastic. It was a, well. It was a fantastic game. Enjoyed it. Little disappointed on the ending, just from a from a pure football standpoint. I love to see Hurts come down the field, see what he's got in that kind of situation. Maybe go into overtime, see some more football. Fantastic game. Enjoyed it. Um, Also, Joe, good pick on the daily wager on taking Kansas City. Very impressed. Bet with your your wallet, not your heart. Um, Enjoyed that. And uh, my last comment, Joe, is um, from a standpoint of, you know, handicapping, how many hours a day do you spend doing that? First of all, thank you for pointing out the Kansas City pick. Joe Formball's integrity has never been called into question. Just because I root for the Eagles doesn't mean I'm betting on the Eagles. In terms of handicapping per hours per day, generally depends on how much action's on the board. Today was a lighter day. We were only looking at a little bit in the NBA and some college hoops. But when you're talking about a full college football, full NFL football schedule in October when the NBA and NHL's going, you're working round the clock. Work it round the clock like Joe Fortenbaugh works round the clock here on Joe and Amber. You can always find him on social media with the betting advice at Joe Fortenbaugh. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. We appreciate all your phone calls. The phone line has been lit today. We always do call a roulette here on Joe and Amber at this time slot. So if you didn't get through today, make sure you go ahead and call back tomorrow. But I was impressed by Joe taking the Chiefs. He went with his brain, now his heart, and it works out because, like, that is the move, though, Joe, with betting is often to bet against your team because then you can't lose. It puts you in a situation where you either win a Super Bowl or you have something to fall back on in the event that the team loses. And quite frankly, who doesn't like money, right? So many people, I'd pay thousands of dollars for a Super Bowl. Well, there it is. If you're in the Super Bowl, bet against them. You're coming away with something. I didn't really care who won this game. I found myself rooting for the Kansas City Chiefs just because I like being right. This has been the Joe and Amber podcast. You can listen to Joe and Amber live weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, or on your smart speaker. Joe and Amber, the podcast.